everyone. Welcome to another episode of Menopause, the good, the bad and the downright sweaty. I'm Diane Danzibrink and well, not with me, but with me virtually is my lovely co-host, Sophie. Hey, Soph. Hello. Hi, everyone. This so, is the first time that we're recording remotely. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not sure what's going to happen, but we're trying our very best, aren't we, Diane? We are. So you might get lots of gaps and you might get Sophie and I talking over each other because we've gone for voice only rather than being able to see each other. Um, so forgive. Well, goodness knows what this might be like, but we shall see. So, my lovely... <laughs> How do I find you as we head into week seven of lockdown? Do you know, it's I found the lockdown difficult in some ways, but actually mm. I've quite enjoyed like just slowing right down mm-hmm. and having time to kind of do new things. Um, but I think quite quite early on in the lockdown, I realised that I had to keep a routine. Mm. So what what does that look like for you, honey? So I'm still getting up the same time each day as if I were going, if I as if I were commuting into work, um, and I just I get up and I get dressed straight away Mm -hmm. because I've noticed if I put on my dressing gown and kind of mooch around that I just feel a bit lethargic still and a bit like I can crawl back under the covers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just about for me. It's been about keeping a, a routine and a structure, um, and kind of going about my day as if I were in the office. And who's kind of who's in your house with you all day, every day? <laughs> um, so I've obviously got the girls who have yep. just turned fourteen. Happy so, birthday, girls! Happy birthday! Um, what an amazing afternoon tea you made them! I saw the yeah. pics; it looked lovely. Oh, they really enjoyed it, and you know, I have to say that it's being at home twenty-four-seven with Stephen and the girls. It mm. does bring its challenges because yeah. we've got irritabilities that seem magnified and habits. Um, but actually, in the day, we've kind of all got our separate area of the house. Um, and apart from lunchtime, we just all get on with our work. Right. And then congregate together for dinner in the evening. Uh-huh. Um, so that, that's been working quite well. I, th- I think the girls have been driven slightly mad by um, <laughs> me because I start work at seven. Right. So, and they have their first break of the day at 10.40. Okay. And by that time, I'm feeling a bit kind of stiff from sitting on a dining room chair behind a desk. Bless you. Um, so I get them in the kitchen and we do mummy's energy hit. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I mean, exercise is just not my thing, but I just jump around. We do star jumps, bunny hops, kangaroo hops. Um, pretty much I have to hold my boobs every single time okay (laughs) everybody's getting the picture so (laughs) (laughs) this is one of these things it just has to be done Um, so we do that for like 10 minutes every morning and the girls kind of roll their eyes a bit at me but I think they secretly enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, makes me chuckle (laughs) So how's it been 
kind of has it been sort of has it been stressful so has it been you it kind of sounds as though it's sort of 50 50 is that is that fair or not yeah I think that's fair I think the irritabilities um has been tough because we've all got habits that mm. annoy one another and I yeah. think any family or couple probably have the same yeah um but for me because I'm I'm due a pellet replacement so my HRT right. yeah. levels are declining at the moment yeah I'm kind of I've got that to contend with yeah and that has made my irritability a lot worse right okay so, things like breathing um which is quite important obviously mm. and eating um seem to set me off mm-hmm so on days where I'm feeling particularly like on edge, I'll just kind of extract myself from yeah. the table perhaps a bit earlier than I normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of, I've told Stephen and the girls why mm-hmm. and just said, look, because for me having a um, irritability to do with breathing and eating is probably quite irrational. <laughs> so right. I've just made them aware that this is what I'm dealing with. So just let me get on with it mm. myself. Mm. So how are you finding it at home? Well, do you know what, lovely? There's a little bit of me that feels, there is a bit of me that feels a bit guilty about all this because, you know, I see everything that's going on out there in the world and obviously, you know, sort of frontliners working so hard and, you know, kind of some of the tragic stories that we're hearing. Um, and, you know, obviously that's heartbreaking. Um, but from a personal point of view, actually, um, it hasn't been that different for me. Um, so, you know, I'm incredibly fortunate. Um, I have this amazing husband who um, Martin's retired, so he pretty much looks after me. <laughs> Um, he you know kind of normally he will he allows me to get on and do the work that I do basically and what I mean by that is I have more time to do that stuff than I might have if I had all the other jobs to fit in as well so he does pretty much all our cooking he's he's been baking bread which has been lovely Oh my god! Um, I know amazing. he's been breaking, which is amazing. Um, he pretty much always does all our shopping, um, which is marvelous. Um, yeah, you know, sort of probably without him, I would starve. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as you know, a lot of my work is done from home anyway. So um, I suppose the biggest difference for me is that when I'm sort of working one-to-one with clients, probably it was 50-50 video calls and, you know, in-person for people who were local. But obviously the in-person stuff has gone. Um, So everything is now video calls. Um, But from a sort of some some of those people have if they're sort of in long longer term therapy they've decided to postpone because either they can't have um they don't have anywhere for privacy or they've just got other responsibilities at the moment you know they've got children at home they've got work etc etc um or they just don't feel in the right place to to carry on um 
so that's kind of freed up some time for me. So I've been doing a lot of writing, um, which is something that I've been wanting to get on with for ages. So from a personal point of view, you know, it's it's actually not that different for me. Um Apart from obviously, you know, kind of going to meetings and things, face to face meetings. And I've done a couple of those online as well. So um, no kind of no huge change to my sort of day to day, really. And you've been Um, going for lots of nice walks as well, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, that's I suppose, you know, sort of they're the we're going to talk about the positives, aren't we, later? Um, But there have been, you know, sort of I think it's really important, particularly a difficult time, both individually and from a wider perspective for us to try and to try and see the positives, too, Mm. Um, because otherwise everything can feel very doom and gloom, particularly if you're, you know, kind of keyed into the news all the time. It, It is these you know, there are a lot of awful stories and there is a lot of repetition. Um, so I do think that it can be, you know, sort of it it can be um, very detrimental to our mental health. Um, yeah. So I think it's really important. Um, have the have the girls been getting on? Do you know, I'm so proud of them. Um, we quite early on when, when the lockdown first began, we put together a, a timetable for home so we considered what we could do at home because there's obviously certain things that we don't have like woodwork materials that the school has yeah um so we came up with this timetable and the girls have just kind of got on with it um a couple of they've both got some really good teachers who have been sending like kind of cards in the post to say like I'm really proud of the homework you've submitted yeah um when it was their birthday Mia's form tutor sent her some sweets in the post which we thought was lovely um so they've been really good I think they both really miss their friends Mm -hmm. and they really miss kind of actually going into school because they both Mm -hmm. enjoy it yeah um but yeah they've actually they've adapted really well and I think we've we've been doing cooking lessons at home so they've both been making like Chinese food and Italian and I mean (laughs) I've gained I have gained a bit of weight because we just keep baking like the three of us absolutely love baking (laughs) and we come up with these concoctions um as as yeah we've not had a disaster Mm -hmm. but we've we seem to have got this habit of making three tiered cakes which are obviously huge wow yeah and we just keep we just keep making them and obviously then you have to eat them eat them it's a it's a hard job but what we do is we tend to do um so if, if quite a few of my friends are key workers right um so whenever we make cakes we'll put a few slices on a plate and then drop it round and oh. ring the doorbell and then go stand back from a distance oh. so that's that's quite nice oh that's really lovely yeah do you know I'm really proud of my friends because so many of them are um kind of either nurses or police mm-hmm. officers um or yeah. working in supermarkets and they've just kind of they said they can see lots of people going kind of saying about new hobbies they've learned and stuff like that and they're on the flip side of it just feeling quite exhausted and I think yeah it's, I'm sure yeah you know my um friend who I you know you know I run the menopause clubs at the haberdashery yes. in yep. Hitchin 
Yeah. Well, my friend Kim, who owns the shop, yeah. she's um she's been making scrubs for the local hospital. Oh bless her. So she's put a team together, kind of all oh, working remotely. I know, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, we've I, got a, we've got a lady in the village who's been making um, you know, the bags that they put their kit in at the end of the day so that they can take it home safely and wash it um etc etc and I think she asked for people in the village to donate um things like pillowcases and sheets and quilt covers um and she (laughs) she had to put a thing on our village Facebook group to say can you stop now (laughs) (laughs) because I've got so so much and she's made hundreds which is amazing um so yeah there's been some you know sort of this I mean some of the you know kind of some of the things that have happened um you know some of the sort of fundraising and the efforts that are being made are incredible aren't they oh so tom moore i mean yeah what a gem local man <laughs> i cried my heart out like every time i've seen him on the news i just cry because it makes me so happy <laughs> <laughs> i mean and just you know sort of such a simple idea but it really caught the public imagination, didn't it? It did, didn't it? So um, where are we at the moment with HRT shortages? Ah. <laughs> well, um, there, is a, there is a bit of good news. So we've talked before about the Everell patches. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, the two that are still out of stock are the 100s. And the Everell Sequi. So that's the combined patch for people who are perimenopausal. So people who are still having erratic periods, basically. Um, The 100 should be back in stock this month. So probably about the middle of May. Yeah, the Sequi should be, they're probably going to be June, maybe even into July. But all the stocks that are there, excuse me, are quite limited. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to, sorry, they're trying to get more all the time, but they're just trying to keep things topped up where they can. So essentially, they're just trying to produce as as quickly as they can. Um, But there is now another option. Yes. um from i think it was uh i think it was from the 1st of april um we had the addition of something called lenzetto so lenzetto is an estrogen spray so it's an estradiol spray so mm-hmm. you just spray it onto the skin and allow it to dry so that's sort of the replacement for either your estrogen only patch or your estrogen gel um, Where do you put it on your skin? Do you know? Um, yeah, a, a lot of people seem to be spraying it on their arms. Oh, so, I guess your forearms, not yeah, your upper arms. Yeah, 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 on your forearms. So certainly the um, certainly the marketing material that I've seen is of it being sprayed on a forearm. Um, and I believe that one spray is equivalent to a 50 microgram patch. So that would be the equivalent of two pumps of gel. Um so it looks like a really good option and you know particularly for people who perhaps can't get their patches um maybe they've tried gel and they don't get on with it um i've mentioned it to you um Mm -hmm. because i know that you've had problems haven't you um having your pellets replaced because of the fact that the clinics aren't operating 
Yes, yeah, there's kind of two two problems. The clinic isn't running at the moment, and then there, there's a bit of an issue with the supply yeah, of pellets. There's a stock issue, isn't there? Um, and it's always difficult because because I had PMDD, mm. I feel the fluctuation of my pellet. I really, really feel it. I'm very sensitive to it. Um, yeah. And I'm allowed to supplement with other HRT. Mm. Um, but the reason I have the pellet is because I didn't get on well with other forms of HRT and it's because so it's steady isn't it it's yeah a steady release yeah yeah it gives me the kind of the most stable kind of self that I can be mm. um I mean when I'm when the pellet's kind of established it feels great yeah I kind of feel a lot more like me again I feel like my cognitive functions hugely improved mm. and it just goes to show what a difference the HRT makes because mm. as soon as it starts to decline Mm. people around me like especially Stephen and the girls can see the difference and change in yeah. my cognitive function and yeah. just my overall well-being it just kind of slips <laughs> so how I'm definitely going to try how it. overdue are you now honey I'm not overdue um I'm just in I generally the eight weeks before the pellets due to be replaced yeah <clears> is when the levels must just start declining um, and I can just I start itching all over yeah um, I, I feel like my time. skin is crawling mm-hmm. um my skin goes to pot like it goes really dry and like, like areas of dryness like patches everywhere yeah um I my vaginal atrophy gets a lot worse to the point where yep. it can be a bit uncomfortable to go mm-hmm. walking because mm-hmm. of like the chafing yeah um so it's just all these different things and it's just so hard to manage mm. it mm. um and admittedly with the coronavirus I am feeling quite anxious about even having the blood test at my doctors and things yeah. like that yeah um but I know from talking to a few of my other friends in surgical menopause that we're all in the same boat we're all, mm. we're all kind of going through the same the same thing yeah but I'm definitely going to give this Lenzetto a try it's definitely I think it's definitely worth a go lovely um you know even if it is just a standby for if you need it I definitely think it's worth it's worth trying I think it will definitely appeal to women who use the gel um but struggle in the mornings if they pop it on in the morning for it to give it time to absorb yeah um I know a few of my friends who use the gel that some of them it absorbs really quickly and others it just seems to hover on the skin for quite a while so I think the spray would be a good a good option yeah and I think also if you have to use a lot of pumps so you know if you're on eight pumps of gel and you're trying to put it all on in the morning um that can be you know sort of that can be time consuming and really tricky actually to find enough skin surface um so I think I think the potentially there's you know kind of there's a lot of possibilities for the spray but it'd be really interesting to you know sort of hear how people are getting on with it because I don't really think Mm. it's been around for long enough yet so yeah definitely worth it so So it's exciting to see that there's new products becoming available as well so hopefully there'll be more and more in the future yeah I hope so lovely really hope so um so so apart from the sort of Apart from the challenges of this sort of current lockdown situation, what do you feel? Well, if you feel there've been any, what do you feel that the the positives have been out of it? Um, 
I, I can see quite a few positives. I think it's, I've always been someone that feels like I'm constantly rushing around, like having to go from A to B and mm-hmm. commuting. And actually just slowing down has really, really helped. And it's given us more time to just kind of appreciate things. Um, I've always felt this pressure as a mum that at weekends I have to take the girls out for the day and be doing educational things and going here and there. Yeah. Um, and actually being at home has made me realise that they're just as happy being in the house and going for a walk around our village or if it's raining, doing some arts and crafts or just playing board games. Um, and it's taught me how to be home mm-hmm. because I've never been I've never been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also having the more time to kind of like because I'm not commuting and things like that. We've made some really great meals um, so we've learnt new skills, we've learnt new recipes, um, and it's just yeah, I'm just really in, enjoyed having the time to be able to read. Um, obviously, we've only been in this village for eleven months. Yeah, and because we've been going out for walks, we've seen much more of the village than mm. we had previously. Ah, so you've discovered as well. Yeah, we've just discovered new places mm. and. What I love as well is the sense of community. So mm-hmm. when we've been out and about walking, everybody says hello. Um, people are just coming together. Like when you walk past people's houses, they have boxes of things that they've tidied up and just a sign saying, please help yourself so you can get books and all sorts. Oh, nice. And I think that's lovely. Mm. How about you? Um, so... I suppose really lovely. It's me. It's been the slowing down. Um, you know, I things were things have been pretty bonkers over the last couple of years, and I think it's the slowing down has. It's definitely made me reevaluate. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely won't do things the same as I did them before. Um, I definitely feel better. For, for slowing down um I've, <laughs> although you know sort of although Martin and I live in the same house I've actually spent more time with him because I was <laughs> you know kind of we weren't we weren't seeing a lot of each other um so I've actually spent more time with him we've been for some really lovely walks with the dogs we're very fortunate we live on the doorstep of countryside um we live in a village and we've got some fabulous bird life around us we've got fields full of skylarks um which is absolutely beautiful um lots sound isn't it yeah fantastic lots of hedgerows so that's really nice um i kind of think it's allowed me to sort of step back and reprioritize and i guess I've had quite a lot of conversations with people around this, uh, both friends and clients around, you know, sort of, I think as a, as a nation, I think perhaps, and probably as a, you know, kind of as a worldwide community, perhaps it's given many of us the opportunity to step back and look at what's really important and reevaluate things yeah and whilst I you know kind of whilst I'm not naive enough to believe that everybody will you know sort of will hold on to what's important I hope that individually 
some of us might, you know, sort of might make some changes based on what's most important and sort of prioritise whatever that is for us, whether that's our personal well-being, whether that's our family connections, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, whether that's being kinder, having more time for people. Um, you know, if the if the upshot of this is a little bit more kindness, compassion and understanding, then I think that would be... I think that would be a good thing, personally. Mm. I fully agree. One thing that um, we, Diane and I were speaking before we started recording, and um, up until this weekend, I've been sleeping so much better through this lockdown. You have as well, haven't you, Diane? Yeah. I think because you're not (laughs) rushing around. Yeah. You're just in that much more settled state. Mm -hmm. Um. But over the weekend, I, I've not slept at all, really. Um, and I think it's because Stephen and I set a date for our wedding. Woohoo! Exciting Yay! news! And I'm I... off to buy a hat as soon as Woo-hoo! we're out of lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should probably put down the cake, otherwise I might not fit down here. All of this, right? But because I'm such a creative person, that my mind has immediately filled with all these lovely ideas and because of that I think I've not been able to sleep so Diane and I were talking about things that could help (laughs) Diane told me about something that she used to do to help her sleep didn't you (laughs) well it was to cut so (laughs) oh gosh so Sophie was talking about having all these ideas and I said why don't you try switching off all your devices for about an hour before you go to bed and actually going to bed a little bit earlier taking a notepad and a pen with you letting those ideas come but rather than them just churning around in your head jot them down on a notebook and that's just because that's something that I do and I have found it incredibly helpful but (laughs) before I did the notepad thing what I used to do is I used to go to bed, switch the lamp off, and within about two minutes, an idea would pop into my head. That was me clicking my fingers for my idea. <laughs> the idea would pop into my head, and I would think, oh, how am I going to remember that by the morning? And, of course, if I'm worrying about how I'm going to remember it, it's going to interfere with my sleep. So what I used to do was I used to grab a dirty sock and tie a knot in it. <laughs> and leave it on the floor by the bed because that was my reminder of my idea it's cracked me up I just imagine Stephen coming up to bed and being like there's just this pile of socks and now I really want to know if I'm the only loony on the planet who uses knotted socks to remember things or if anybody else has ever done it so if anyone has ever used the knotted sock method or if you have any quirky ways of helping to relax your mind before sleep please let us know on instagram or email us on hellomenopausepodcast at hotmail.com i just have the funniest visual image now (laughs) oh you don't want to think about it honey really (laughs) the thing is is when often when i go to diane's house i get cold feet so diane always gives me these amazing 
like massive slipper fluffy socks that are really long. Oh, you couldn't long. tie a knot in a slipper sock. <laughs> and I'm just imagining trying to tie a knot in these huge socks. <laughs> size no, of your head <laughs> not those my love just the normal socks so Soph have you got any menopause clubs because I'm guessing you're doing them virtually have you got any menopause clubs coming up yes we've been um doing the menopause clubs every two weeks right um it's been great actually we get quite oh. a few people on there um so the next one is on the 11th at seven o'clock okay and so how, how do people like find it honey um, if they'd like to join, then I'd recommend joining our Facebook group, which is the Menopause Club Hitchin um, or the Menopause Club Bigglesweight. Um, and then you can find the details to, to on, and a password for the club on there. Fabulous. OK, um, so on Thursday this week, um, I'm going to do so. So we'll upload this straight away, won't we? Yes. Yeah. So on Thursday this week, you can tell how organised we are, can't you? Um <laughs> Thursday this week at 7 p.m. on Instagram, I'm going to do a Facebook. No, I'm not. I'm going to do an Instagram live <laughs> with Jane Lewis. Um, Jane wrote me and my menopause of vagina. So we'll be talking all things menopause and vaginas, vulvas, etc., etc. Um, and then in a couple of weeks' time, the lovely Soph and I are going to do an Instagram live on surgical menopause. Um, so you can, if you'd like to listen to either of those, um, my Instagram is my name, Diane Danzibrink. Um, Soph, what's ours and what's yours? Ours is the menopause podcast and mine and is menopause underscore and underscore me. Perfect. Fabulous. Marvelous. So well, lovely people wishing you all safe and well. And then Sophie will wrap up by telling you how to contact us because I can never remember. <laughs> if you'd like to reach us, you can get us on hello menopause podcast at um, hotmail.com. Nearly gave my personal email then. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, Perfect. we hope you're safe and well and we're sending hugs. Yeah. Take care. Next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.